Starts in two, guys. Starts in three, two, one. <laughs> you okay? Who? What? What? Huh? Welcome to Robots in the Guys. <laughs> no, wait, Jordan does the intro. Jordan, go. Hi, I must be the nation's infrastructure, because I am crumbling. I'm Jordan. I'm Gigi. More like Floptimus Prime. <laughs> I heard that. Oh. Hi, I'm David Thorpe, and if I was a Transformer, I would just be psyched to have wheels. <laughs> <laughs> My legs hurt so much today, and it would just be so... So cool to have wheels right now. <laughs> but but who's to say that like your axles wouldn't hurt? This is true. Oh. I wonder if it is just like a non-stop sprint for the Transformers when they're when they're in car mode. <laughs> I mean, it probably is. There's probably a degree of like stress, you know, with movement. They do refer, I mean, the very first episode we have a reference to, uh, in the very first episode they, like, talk about their crankshaft, that's it. Mm-hmm. But I think we already established that means asshole. <laughs> or rod, as yeah. in penis. If it's a crankshaft, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Robots and Guys, a queer reading of the Transformers franchise from Generation 1 to Generation Now. Thank you, Jordan. It's been a little while, folks. Thank you for hanging in there with us. Um, I and by that I mean I forget how to do this podcast. <laughs> um, I feel like I haven't done this in months. That's right. Gigi was once again uh, in the Yu-Gi-Oh Shadow Realm, um, and we are glad. <laughs> we are glad to re- we are glad to retrieve them uh, in one piece. Bigfoot didn't kidnap me miraculously. <laughs> Um, it, uh, I, so there's a, there's a new- I love this episode. I honestly like this episode, too. It's one of my more favorite episodes so far. Jordan, what do you think? It's such a nothing episode. <laughs> oh, Jordan is not on the train. <laughs> um. It's really stupid. It's so yeah. stupid. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, that's like the it's only thing you can really enjoy while you're here. I agree with you, Genevieve. It is real stupid, and I like it. Jordan, um, this episode is also a lot to handle with the relationship between Optimus and uh, Megatron. Oh my god. It's like... It's like a 90s erotic thriller. (laughs) Um, There's, I mean... I mean, fuck, we're here. Let's just go ahead and talk about it. Let's just get into all of it. This episode centers around the idea that Megatron makes a clone of Optimus and, like, to fool the Autobots into, um, thinking he's Optimus or control, makes a clone of Optimus that he can control so that he can trick the Autobots to jump into a cliff. Um... Um, what yeah, a cliff full of crystals that will make them explode instantaneously. Um, and just right off the bat, Megatron's not really good at this spy stuff, but I mean, I just want to bring this up while we're talking no, about the premise. Really funny. He, 
whenever he talks, he just sounds like Megatron. He also didn't learn any of the Autobot names. <laughs> he calls I, Iron Which Eye was very relatable. <laughs> I, was I like, found that me. very relatable. <laughs> also, he just doesn't do anything to the real Optimus Prime. He just lets the real Optimus Prime walk back to the base. And then they're... <laughs> yeah, he just walks back immediately and, like, the jig is up. <laughs> the jig is up immediately. He doesn't kidnap the original Optimus Prime. He doesn't, like, knock him out. He's just like, he's like, and then they're like, why the fuck are there two Optimus Primes? And the entire episode is figuring out which one is the real one. That being said, it is weird how good Megatron is at being Optimus Prime sometimes. Like, they literally say the same thing at the same time. I mean, they did date for years. <laughs> this is true. It, it really shines a light on that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Philadelphia Freedom. I think um, this episode also really shines a light on Megatron's fetishes. It really does. <laughs> um, it. Like, but there's. Anyways. No, no, no. It really. No, that's like a whole sus- subsect of my notes is yeah. Megatron's fetishes. Like, he is. This episode is him literally living out the fantasy of controlling his ex to leave yep. all of their friends so that they'll come back. <laughs> controlling their ex so that they'll kill all their friends that probably doubted their relationship when they were together. <laughs> He's totally yeah. got, like, a master-slave kink. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, which, it's been ongoing. Mm-hmm. We know this. This premise could almost be bent into, like, a short film. (laughs) Where you're having, like, your ex controlling part of you and part of you that knows this is all wrong. I wouldn't make it, but it could be. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, um, it feels like this sort of extension of, like, that, uh that Optimus sex doll that we saw uh, it is very much in, an extension in, in, a season, in, the, in one of the season one episodes yes. uh, where that was the prototype for sure it's escalating the behavior's escalating right only this time it was just like a fucking 3D printer <laughs> <laughs> Teletran <laughs> 1 couldn't tell the difference what is Megatron gonna cross the line but he does every day <laughs> Do you think that Teletran 1 couldn't tell the difference, or do you think Teletran 1 couldn't be fucking bothered? Because they're a computer. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, they were like, I don't know, man, they look the same to me. Teletran 1 is purely neutral. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I believe Megatron states that it's like, it's a molecule perfect copy, right? Like. Yes, he does say that. So the same um, way that, like, you know, Teletran one wouldn't be able to tell the difference between two different kinds of toothpaste, right? Because toothpaste mm-hmm. has the same chemical composition every which way. Um, but it is, of course, uh, in the final act, uh, Megatron uh, just shows his full ass and is like, I don't care about that kid. It really does. He was so good up to the final point. He was point. so I mean- close. I mean, that really show. I mean, that really must show, like, how they fucking split, huh? 
Yeah. Just like his face just fell right there at the end. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Let's go. I'm impatient. Right. At the end of the day, he's impatient and petulant. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and whereas, you know, the very one of the very first things we see Optimus, you know, do in the episode is, you know, put his put his hand on um, on Cliffjumper's shoulder. Um, so, like, Optimus's whole character is com- is compassion. Um, mm-hmm. Although he does get weirdly brutal at the very beginning with the Decepticons. Optimus, yeah. Yeah. Oh, when he's surrounded by three of them, and he's like, "If I had four of you, it would be an actual fight." And yeah, he, but like, but he have just you, decks three. Have we seen like Optimus be like that kind of like antagonistic yeah. and brutal before? He's usually a dad. It's I mean, it's usually assumed that he's just a a, a work a day dad who has to fight in a war now, and this was very much him being like full commando. Yeah, usually, right, like, the Decepticons are, like, a bother, right? Like, something that has to be gotten out of the way, like, pushed to the side. But here it actually felt like he was, like, angry? I mean, and it wasn't just, it was like Starscream and two of the Decepticons, and he just takes them all out in one swipe. Yeah. And then moments later, Laserbeak swoops in. I have. I takes out Optimus. Um, it's nothing. I think it was the Seekers, so I think it was our two favorite chuckle fucks, uh, Thundercracker and uh, Skywarp, that he also took out. Um, also, uh, Laserbeak plays um, a big role in this episode, and I just really want. I I couldn't can't save this for fun notes with David, or or dumb notes with David. Fucking forgot my. I can't save this for it. I just. It's funny how much the Autobots hate a fucking bird. <laughs> it's just a bird. It's a bird that's from their planet that's really good at spy shit. And they're like, every like other episode, they're like, that fucking bird. <laughs> yeah. Optimus calls him a tinfoil turkey? I was like, how dare you? They call... They call him a fucking a... respect on Laserbeak. He is like he carries the that. MVP of this episode. He carries half the Decepticons all the time. Yeah. You're not wrong. Laserbeak does so much for that team. <laughs> he's he's just apparently he's one of the most powerful <laughs> like robots. I mean He just does does just take down all Stronger Optimus. than like Starscream plus the chuckle fucks. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, that was correct. There was a new cassette boy at the beginning. Yeah, some he turned scooter. In... Oh, Auto Scoot, who doesn't like immediately gets fucked. Yeah. He gets sent I to loved die. Him, and I was like, no. <laughs> R.I.P. Auto Scoot. <laughs> he unf- the, he. Like, fucking Megatron was like, send him in, and he came out, the cassette came out, and it, I was like, ah, oh, who's this? And then it popped open, and I was like, who the fuck? No <laughs> 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 Um, alright, we've talked about the big thing this episode. Uh, it is interesting, the fact that Megatron, uh, cares enough about Starscream to make a clone of him so he won't die. Or maybe he just likes torturing someone. <laughs> So he doesn't want Starscream gone forever. 
I like to think that was a last minute. I, I think, though, that was part of the fetishistic play, you know, the idea of planning to kill Starscream while masquerading as his ex. Oh, you think... Because <laughs> it is kind yeah, of... Yeah! You're so right! You're so right. How did I not make that connection? It's just roleplay. He literally roleplayed his ex killing his current <laughs> boyfriend so that he would take him back and leave all his old friends behind. Oh my god, Megatron... It's fucking weird, dude. <laughs> Sick I little puppy. At the end where I was like, Megatron, Starscream are just LARPing at this point. <laughs> Megatron does appear to be a fan of the theater. <laughs> just where they're like playing out him f- killing the Starscream clone to prove that the fake Optimus is the real one. <laughs> He's loyal. Um. Real quick. I was like, this is too much. Well. They're just having fun. Yeah. You forgot that they were supposed to be defeating them. (laughs) I do love, there is a moment. This is just cosplay. There is a moment when uh, Starscream is talking to Megatron, where Starscream's like, we can take him out now, and Megatron's like, no, this plan has to work. And it's like, oh, Megatron wants this to work, even if it's... He has the option to, like, take them out now because they're distracted, but no, this plan has to work. He has ulterior motives. That <laughs> happens a lot, though, in this show where, like, Starscream's like, it's so easy, just kill them now. And Megatron's like, nah, it's gotta work to, like, my very specific fetish. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and it's to the point where, like, yeah, Starscream's a dummy and, like, an idiot, and a lot of the times that he says... We'd t- take him out now. It's probably not true. But sometimes it is true, and maybe it is a lot Megatron's fault. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes Starscream is right, and that is very funny. <laughs> um, He's right, but he doesn't win. No. Starscream can't win. Um, and you, 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 you get why it can't be you, right? That's literally part of Starscream's character at this point, is that he's not allowed to win. Speaking of Starscream, uh, he wanted to fuck that uh, clone of himself, right? Yes! Yeah, for sure. His clone made him so horny! I was like, I've never seen Starscream get this horny before. I mean, he, I mean, he is, I would call Starscream a textbook narcissist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, him and Megatron both. Mm-hmm. It's learned, it, it, we've talked about it before, is it learned behavior? Is Starscream literally just built like that? Like, I think he's kind of just built like that. We do, fa- we do fascinatingly learn that he was the head of his class at uh, Cybertron War. The That's Cybertron a fascinating War detail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's fascinating because of a couple things. One, I thought you were a scientist before this, and two, um, you were the head of your class. I mean, I could, I, you could be lying, but okay. Oh God, was Starscream a war scientist? Uh oh. <laughs> um. Did Starscream innovate in any kind of technologies that were that proved cataclysmic? Yo, what if one of Star? Um, 
terrible experiments uh, happen to be the catalyst for the giant civil war between Autobots and Decepticons on Cybertron. Starscream invented mustard gas. No. But also <laughs> it's possible. Would that, that that would mean the Jetfire did too? No. <laughs> Jetfire is just a Jetfire is a Jetfire is a geologist. He hasn't done yeah. a thing harmful in his life. <laughs> um, except fracking. He does own a large percentage of that. Oh, no. <laughs> no, um... Not that. Hey, I have a question for y'all. What's up? What is that body part? I think we played a segment like this a while back, but whenever they say, like, a weird thing referring to a body part on themselves. I like asking you guys what body part you think that is. When Starscream's under the cloning ray, he says it doesn't even tickle my transistors. Mm-hmm. What's, a, what's a transistor on a... <laughs> what body part is this? Uh, ears, I'm assuming. You think ears? Okay. Because if we're going by... Like, nerves, like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just nerve endings? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Synapses. Very clean in this one. Perfect. Eventually I'll have to go back and map these all out. I'm not doing that. <laughs> you won't do that. So there is a little subplot with Spike and Windcharger that happens like one, th- two thirds into the episode. You know, when there's not enough time to do a side plot. <laughs> Fucking. I didn't pay attention to that part as much. What happened? They get kidnapped. It was basically, yeah, Spike gets kidnapped, mm-hmm. and Windcharger gets thrown into the crystal pit. Mm-hmm. He survives, because he transformed, and landed on his tire. It reminded me of the end of Hudson Hawk, uh, when Danny Aiello screams, uh, airbags, can you fucking believe it? Airbags, can you fucking believe it? <laughs> Uh, and then he, I mean, literally, Windcharger coming out of that is literally the, uh, literally how the day is saved. Yeah. Because, as previously stated, everyone else is ready to jump into a cliff, Chris, off a cliff into crystals. Because Optimus said so. Which, which lends credence to, you know, the idea that we've discussed before, that, like, the Autobots, like are kind of the Autobots operate under the same sort of like fascist precepts as the Decepticons do Um, Mm -hmm. only their mission is to do less harm but actually like there's like structurally like they're very similar yeah they follow Optimus literally off a cliff yeah um, I'm looking. I'm looking at a picture of Megatron's sweet hat. What do y'all think of Megatron's sweet hat? I like that sweet it was a purple. different color. Than the rest. Yeah, I thought his like, helmet was real cute. Vivid vibe. He looked like a streamer. <laughs> Him and Starscream. Starscream and Megatron Twitch streamers. Yes. God. They should be hot tub streamers. Someone needs to make fan art of that. In the in the mind control helmets. Yeah. 
And they're streaming themselves, controlling themselves. <laughs> they're controlling Optimus and themselves. So here's the thing. A lot of Megatron toys, a lot of high-end Megatron toys come with this helmet that you can put on Megatron. And a lot of fans are like, why the fuck are you giving us this? This is from <laughs> one episode. Please stop putting this in the box. <laughs> To be fair, like, brainwashing and, like, control are, like, those are, like, huge things about Megatron's. It's, like, every plan of his. Yeah. Um. And to be fair, this is just another variant on his typical brainwashing bullshit. Because he has one, because he has one bad idea. (laughs) And recycles it. He continues to try to do it over and over and over yeah. again. Should we move on to dumb notes with David? Dun, 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 dun. Give me your notes. I want them. Give them to me now. Alright, I will start. And mine is actually... My dumbest note is actually two notes right next to each other. And it's my last two notes, which read, Starscream loves himself, Megatron loves theater. (laughs) 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 And I mean, that's just why their, that's just why their relationship isn't working, isn't it? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Starscream can't enjoy himself at the show. Uh, Starscream wants to see himself up on stage, and Megatron just wants to watch the show. Yeah, right, like, Starscream is, like, there in the audience, like, arms crossed, just, like, not having to, just, like, I, I should be rum-tum, the rum-tum tugger. <laughs> How about you, Genevieve? Any good notes? Yeah, so uh, this is regarding all the silly methods they used to try to, to, to try to determine which prime was real before um, the, confrontation, the confrontation and everything. I said, they really think the fifth grade fitness test is going to prove who's real? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like, let's have him do a race. Yeah. That's literally... Transform. <laughs> We will now start the, the American grade fitness pacer test. Ready? Begin. Who is the most flexible? <laughs> Jesus Christ, that is what it is. Except they also have a gun segment. That wasn't... Yeah! That, <laughs> target practice. That wasn't a test in my state, but I don't know. Maybe in others. How about you, Jordan? Any dumb notes? Uh... I have the time code 515, and it's, um, and it's more brainwashing. Sick of it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That it, it, it fucking is. I mean, at least, at least Bombshell isn't in this one, and that's his whole shtick. But, like, still, yeah. it's... But he might as well have been. <laughs> yeah. There's no way that Bombshell did not help build this. <laughs> How else are they gonna get their Energon, you know? <laughs> Energon wasn't a thing in this episode, and that's hilarious. Another day, another source of Energon. There was no source of Energon in this episode. The crystals! The, the crystals! The... Yeah, but 
they weren't trying to harvest it. They were just trying to throw the Autobots into it <laughs> with a really elaborate plan. I thought they were going to do that and then harvest it. Nah, they were just found essentially a spiky pit, and they were like, let's see if we can trick them into jumping into it willingly. And that was this episode. I like the moment where, like, Starscream very earnestly is like, I've never heard of the crystals. And Megatron's like, you fool, you fucking idiot, you piece of shit. I can't count on you for anything. Incompetent. I thought you were a scientist. This absolutely eviscerates this man. Genevieve, you're, what were you going to say? Oh, what was um that old SNL bit with, like, Colombian coffee crystals? Colombian coffee crystals? That's all I was thinking about. When he you was like, son of a bitch. You gave me the wrong coffee. As God is my witness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, Jordan. Why don't you bring us into our segments? That sounds good. Uh, all right. Well, it's time for our regularly scheduled segments. Uh, we're going to begin with the first of the three: uh, OTP, one Transformers pairing, where we pick the two Transformers that we'd like to see uh, uh, bump uglies in the prettiest way. Uh, we'll go ahead and get things started with uh, David. David, who's your OTP this week? That's the sound of bumping uglies. It's robots, sure. though, so you know. Yeah, there we go. That's the pickup. Oh. Man, Megatron and Optimus. Megatron needs to fuck somebody until he can get this energy out of there. It's. Out of their system. Consensually, obviously. It's I mean, gone too he's far. too much mind control. But <laughs> he just needs to fuck the Optimus doll. <laughs> Again. Megatron <laughs> Again. and the Optimus yeah. doll. He needs ah. to, I mean, he's taking, like, non consensual photos of what can. He calls him people. photogenic. He really we, does. Yeah. We skipped over that, and I'm glad we brought it back up. And then he was gonna, like, force Spike to watch all his friends die and, like, get off on that. So I don't know if it's a pairing as much as it's just that Megatron needs to get some. Probably, yeah, my pairing is Megatron and his sex bot of Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I just put him in solitary with that thing. (laughs) Let him work (laughs) off some steam. Yeah, Uh. fuck the pain away. (laughs) I think. I mean, that's it's 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 probably the it's probably the healthiest solution. There are no healthy solutions here. (laughs) There are no healthy solutions, but there are there are alternatives. Uh, And with that, we'll move to Gigi. Gigi, who's your OTP this week? So kind of same vibe. Um, I was thinking about Starscream and his and how he and his clone just like really hit it off so well. Like I've never seen Starscream have that much chemistry with anyone else. Well, it technically and... isn't anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> and and he got so horned up I mean I it just made me realize 
that Starscream and Megatron both really just belong with themselves. Mm-hmm. And... Well, Megatron belongs, needs a deception for himself, because as previously stated, he loves the theater. Um, Starscream knows who he is, and he wants to fuck it. Yes. So yeah, the only person I ship Starscream with is his clone. I, I concur. Jordan, how about you? Who are you shipping this week? Um, mine, uh... I have a I have a clone free pairing. Uh, I thought Windchar the the traits that Windcharger exhibited here, it made me think that Windcharger and Ironhide would be a good pairing. Because I can see that in the event of there not being an Optimus, them two them two could get it done. Yeah. Totally. I mean, they totally. both take a lot of initiative in this episode. Yeah, they're really... They're holding it together with the lack of confidence in Optimus. Uh, just like how um, Laserbeak is holding it together over there at uh, Decepticon HQ. <laughs> Laserbeak's basically a one-man show. But, uh, yes, I agree. Windcharger really is... Uh, really is a good pairing for um, Ironhide in this episode. Yeah, and then, you know, while they're facilitating and all doing all the administrative stuff, right, you know, maybe they're working late, and then, you know, the other one, like, sidles up to the other's, like, desk and, like, sit and sits on it, and then they lean in close, and then, Just, then who just, knows what I don't know. Then no. two cars fuck. I don't know what he's gonna Okay. Well, what's our next segment, Jordan? Our next segment, speaking of two cars fucking, uh, is Auto Crush of the Week, uh, where we pick the uh, Transformer that uh, that has us going, wow, 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 wow. Uh, we'll go ahead and start off with uh, Gigi. Gigi, who's your Auto Crush of the Week? Nah. Wah, 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 wah. Wah. Wah, wah. Wah. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um, okay. Mario Golf. <laughs> <laughs> you know I love my little guys. You know I love my little guys, so this week my yep. crush is Wario. Um. So my crush is <laughs> <laughs> but, Seriously though, you know I had to go with the Chad of the episode, the fucking most valuable player, the only Decepticon apparently who has a chance who uh, stands a chance against Optimus. Um Laserbeak. I mean, been a long time fan of Laserbeak. Obviously. <laughs> but he really... Um, he really fucking brings it home. Yeah, he really brings it home. And he flies right into my heart. Does Megatron leave his house this episode? 
Or you just tell Laserbeak to go outside for him. Is this what happens with Megatrons in quarantine? This <laughs> <laughs> is Megatron got a COVID scare and he couldn't. Listen, he just stayed in his big rock dick house. Yeah, I haven't so. seen that spaceship actually before in the show. Yeah, the one that looks like a rock. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, it looks like a rock, so they won't notice it, but then everyone immediately notices it. So I don't understand the point. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's right. like his RV. I think my auto crush. <laughs> it was like his RV that just landed. <laughs> Take that to the Grand Canyon. They do! That's what they do! <laughs> they try to throw Optimus and all his friends over it. Anyways. Um, my crush of the week is probably Ironhide. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, damn. <laughs> I mean, I've been saying it for episodes now. Gotta love yep. a man with that take charge attitude. I feel like you could just, like, take in a clip from another episode of this show and then of you talking about how much you like Ironhide and just put it here. Yeah, honestly. Also, I forgot there's a note in my notes that just says Cliff Jumper is always ready to die. Oh. That is true. There's multiple times where Cliff Jumper <laughs> has said, I'll do it, I don't care if it kills me. Oh. Essentially. I mean, it's fitting with his name, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, I was I I said the words gung ho and then I couldn't stop thinking about Cliff Jumper being ready to jump off a cliff into crystals. Anyways, who is your crush of the week, Jordan? Uh it's Jazz this week. Um, oh was it because of that light show that he was admiring? It what you know what? That's exactly what it was. I thought that his reaction to the light show was so pure. <laughs> That's very fair. Just like, man, I love lights. Was <laughs> he was, was like, if I had lights like that, I could bring like joy to like all the music, like all the music lovers of the world, or something. <laughs> he wants to buy the world a coke. Um, it was so like, it was so wholesome. And, like, and, okay, yeah, Scatman Carruthers, is he phoning it in here? Absolutely. <laughs> like, <laughs> even Scatman Carruthers working at, like, 50%, it's still really, really, uh, it's still got Resonates. a lot of personality. Yeah. It, yeah, it worked. There's also, like, that moment where, um... They're like, we're real optimists, like, don't go in that cliff, you idiots. And Jazz is like, but we don't listen to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Jazz is kind of just a music-obsessed dummy. Yeah, uh, and, 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 and for that, I, 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 will, I will always love him for, um, for just, like, like, committing to his bit. <laughs> yeah. He's really into music. He's like really into music. It's it's his it's his thing. The same way that like Cliff Jumper's thing is like wanting to fucking to, die. 
you know, being, I don't know if it's wanting to die as much as it's being ready to die at any given moment. He's like, has this fantasy about dying in the war. That's what Cliff Jumper has. It's like that vine where it's like, hey ladies, just want to let you know, I'm ready to die for any reason at any time. (laughs) (laughs) So, moving on to our final segment. And we've come on to our final segment. Uh, We'll jack off to that later where we pick the single sexiest moment of every given Transformers episode. Uh, the one uh, that uh, would um, that we'd probably tape to the inside of our locker and just stare at for a while uh, as we change out of our gym clothes. Um, I'll go ahead and start us off. Um, my wheel check after that later moment. Uh, I had to think about it because there wasn't anything that wasn't that was very apparently sexy, like to me personally. But then I thought about it and I was like, nope. The moment where Optimus. Prime, after being shot down by laser beaks, just lying face down in the crevice, and we can see all that cake. I really like it. Yeah, I thought about that too. <laughs> just, just see it. Just see a very muscly robot slumped over. <laughs> just him face down, like in the crevice, Strong. ass out. <laughs> it's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. And being photographed. Because, I mean, I've said it before, like, because Optimus is so, like, generically strong and, like, uniformly liked, like, always watching him kind of, like, go through it is, like, it has its own kind of allure to it. Um, mm-hmm. Because it it, it, sh- it gives the char- it gives him actually, like, it gives him character and it gives you actually something to connect to. Um, and I and I crit and I am and I am horny uh, for connection. Um, so and and he's got a he's got a great he's got a great shaped ass. <laughs> the animators worked overtime on that. Um, it, it's not super like it's not like it, it's not like beefy, but it does it does because like well it's it's it's, it's metal right, but like mm-hmm. it's got it's got a very defined shape to it. Listen, all we're saying is that it's possible um, uh, uh, Optimus's form was an awakening for some kids back in the 80s. It's possible. It's possible. Um... Now, would it have been? No, because they all would have seen the Robin Hood movie but <laughs> from Disney. But... That's, that's true, actually. Yeah, I was I was I was think I was thinking about Robin Hood nineteen seventy three uh, earlier this week. Uh, it's like that's like that's ground zero for like two generations of furries. But regardless, regardless, um, my moment. Weirdly enough, I would love to say that it's um, Ironhide taking command, but what it really is is it's actually both Optimus's uh, shooting contest. Where one of them fires a perfect shot, and then one of them gets clobbered by a rock and picks it up and just says the most dorky line. It was, I don't know. It was perfect. It was great. It was hot. I know that they can lift up anything, and they're they're they they're a they're a sh- sure shot. I like it. As previous. I feel very reassuring to you. Like, yeah. 
And as previously mentioned, they got a great ass. I mean... <laughs> Genevieve, how about you? What's your... Yeah, I actually did pick Ironhide asserting himself. Yeah. As the leader of the group. I mean, when he looked both of those Optimus Primes square in the face and was just like, no, like, I'm the captain now it was it was really a good moment i love it's he's essentially looks at both of them and they're like what the fuck do you think you're doing no you're not in charge <laughs> i'm second in command i'm taking over fucking <laughs> if there was ever a moment for second in command to take over this is it <laughs> just a moment when he corrects him on being called bumblebee yeah it takes him a while. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> I mean, this is one of his closest friends calling him Bumblebee, which is like me looking directly at you and calling you Jamal. <laughs> For like like three times in a row. <laughs> Jamal. Jamal. Help me. Help me get on my computer. Jamal. And you just be like, are you... Are you talking to me? <laughs> it was... I liked this episode, even though it was a weird one. I, I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun and silly, so... Silly. I'll write in my book. And just more evidence that Megatron is a huge sadist. Yes. Not that we ever need any more evidence that of that. All right, let's sign off. <laughs> Thank you very much to everyone for listening to this episode of Robots Into Guys. So glad uh, that all three of us uh, are back uh, in the proverbial saddle. Uh, so uh, until next time, uh, Gigi, where can people go to find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram and sometimes on TikTok um, at Gigi Vines that's G-E-G-E Vines like a grapevine alright fantastic Uh, and David where can people go to dunk on you you can go to dunk on me at one kiddotick one on uh, Instagram or kiddotick on TikTok that's a lot of TikTok sounds so have fun with that. How about yeah, you, Jordan? I always thought that it was kind of a tongue, kind of a, kind of a tongue twister. Kiddo dick on TikTok. Kiddo dick on TikTok. Yeah. No, you, you couldn't even do it once. Uh, and of course, <laughs> and of course, you can follow me on Twitter at elephant triple one. That's at e l e f a n t e triple one. Remember to rate and review us on the podcast app of your choice. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, that's at Robots Into Guys on Instagram. And be sure to check out all the other fun shows on the Brunch Sucks Network, uh, including Pooh Crew and All Systems Argo. Um, we'll be back uh, next month uh, with uh, our continuing coverage of Transformers Generation 1. And thank you to all of you for listening and uh, for Brittany. Uh, okay. Free Britney. Free Britney. Um, it's not fair that our plugs were the funniest part of this episode. All right, crew, let's do it together now. How are we gonna do it? Transformers, robots, in the guys.
Okay, we're, we're, just gonna, we're just gonna do it normal. That's it? What? I thought but we didn't. <laughs> I asked, how are we gonna do it? Then you just start going. <laughs> oh. You didn't give us any direction. You knew what you were doing too. I could see it by the smirk on your face. <laughs> I always have a smirk on my face. <laughs> This is true. Alright, should we do it again? Do, or did I ruin it? Do what? Oh,